Praise the Lord, everybody. Wow. That was what I was thinking of when Pastor said one word to express last night's service. Wow. I like it when God wows us. Just You know what God's going to do, but when he just does it, it's like, wow. How many likes to be surprised? I do. I like surprises. Don't, don't tell me what you're getting me for my birthday. I don't want to know it. Just surprise me. Don't, don't shake my Christmas gift. I want to, I want to feel it myself. I want to, that's what God's doing. And some of you, I just, I know, I don't believe, but I know that you're standing so close to the greatest miracle in your life. And the enemy wants to torment you at this time and tempt you to disbelief. That's what the Holy Ghost wants me to set, say in the outset of this message. That the enemy wants to persuade you to disbelieve and be tempted to disbelieve just before the miracle takes place in your life. You have to be determined to finish what you started. How many of those are the carnages that lay alongside the roads of victories and the miraculous because they gave up just before God gave them their miracle? We do give honor to all the ministers that are here tonight. Pastors already mentioned them, and we say thank you so much for coming. And uh, I see some of our friends here that we were able to meet uh, last year, and we are so happy to see you. Thank you for coming to this revival service, and uh, I'm, I'm glad for networking. Somebody say networking. Uh, I like networking. I like Facebook, you know, just I got people say, well, you can't get on Facebook. Well, it is what you make it. If you get on there and act like an idiot, then be an idiot, you know. I'm going to get on there and say things I shouldn't say and talk about people I shouldn't talk about. And No, no, you don't do that, but it's a great networking socialization thing. And I got 15 or 1,600 friends, and I don't have no most of them. I don't. I have no idea who those fifteen hundred people are. They say, "Why do you make a friend? Why would you not want to be a friend with somebody you don't know?" Man, they may read something on there, and God give them a revelation. You'd be surprised. You put on there what God's doing. Now you can't go in there and say all silly kind of stuff. You know, people won't tell where they go eat and all that, all that crazy stuff. Put on something that's going to encourage somebody. I don't care where you went to eat, really. You know? Tell me something good, encourage me, lift me up, build my faith. Tell me how great God is, what God's doing in your life. And, and some of you that are here tonight are, are friends of ours on Facebook. You really are. I do know you, I think. And uh, <laughs> I hope so. But we're going to John chapter number 2. I do give honor to Pastor and his wife, wonderful people, and have treated me very, very kind. I'm so glad tonight that nobody got up and told them my miscue this morning that took place when I come out of the trailer this morning and locked myself out of the trailer. Can you believe that? Just come out about 1030 and just some lounging clothes and checking of the guys out when I get ready to go back in. It's locked. I thought, oh, my God. Uh, hope the Lord doesn't come. It's not going to be good in heaven when I, if I don't. But uh, y'all didn't say it, so I, I, pre- I wanted to get a hand on you. If I'm going to tell them, I'll tell them myself. John chapter 2 and verse 1, And the third day there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Look at somebody say, Get ready for God to touch you. Don't look at me. Look at somebody. I'm a, I'm a somebody, but I don't need, you need the miracle. 
Get re- Come on, do it again. Get ready for God to touch you. Get ready for God to touch you. you. Say, why do you say that? Because we are not given any place for the enemy tonight to put any doubt and discouraging. We're not going to look at what is. We're going to believe in what's going to be. We are accentuating right now the positive. We are already. It's not blab it and grab it. It's not a pie in the sky. It's an actualization of believing that what I speak out of my mouth, I can form within faith, and God will do the work. And those Jesus was called and disciples to the marriage, verse 3. And when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus saith unto him, They have no wine. Jesus saith unto the woman, unto her woman, What have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. His mother saith unto the servants, Whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. And there were set there six water pots of stone after the manner of the purifying of the Jews, containing two or three firkins apiece. Jesus saith unto them, Fill the water pots with water. And they filled them up to the brim. And he saith unto them, Draw out now and bear unto the governor and of the feast, and they bear it. When the rule of the feast had tasted the water that was now made wine and knew not which it was, but the servants which drew the water knew, the governor of the feast called the bridegroom and saith unto him, Every man at the beginning doth set forth good wine, and when men have well drunk, then that which is worse, but thou hast kept the good wine until now. The beginning of miracles did Jesus in Cain of Galilee and manifested forth his glory. And his disciples believed on him. Verse 11 says, this beginning of miracles did Jesus. And I want to talk to you for a little while tonight. Because something, something will begin in this service. Can I get an amen? You have to amen it. Okay, you, you got, and I told him last night, if you don't make a proclamation, if some statement doesn't come out of your mouth, if some movement doesn't come out of your body, then it's like it's dismissed. You never grabbed it. You never lay hold of that. You have to be careful to sit in divine presence of God and never receive and make a statement of faith that that's mine. So when something is said tonight, you have to make the effort and the step, but I want to talk about the miracle is in beginning. The miracle is in beginning. Father, I thank you that in the next few moments it will be, it shall be, it's already in motion, it's already declared and stated that you will perform your work when faith is mixed together with what you have already done and what you are. It will determine the course of our life. So I thank you now that we shall embolden, embrace the power of your name. Every powerful enemy of influence will no longer have its grasp upon one mind. What is predetermined for somebody's life will now be changed to the course in which you shall set it upon. I thank you that hell now will have to back up as heaven steps in. I give you the glory and the honor for the manifestation of your glory in this service. We clap our hands and thank you for it in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. The miracle is in beginning. It's the first step that is the hardest step. Can I get an amen? 
It's that first step of believing. We, we quarantine ourselves. We dismiss our lives from receiving the miraculous because we almost believe it's educated, it's analytical, it's almost half, you, you almost have to have certain kind of a degree to receive some things from God. People will not condescend down to the level of simply it's just faith. And to have faith, it takes a whole lot of fight. Uh, that's Facebook material. I want to see it after a while. To, to have faith, you have to have some fight because the enemy fights your faith. If it, if, if it was easy, we would already have it. If it was just like a toy in a jack, uh, in, in a box of cracker jacks, we would all go by. But it's, it's not some toy. It is a gift. That God wants to give you. The Bible talked about the gift of faith. He wants the gifts to be in every service that we're in. The gift of prophecy and tongues and interpretation of tongues. The gift of healing. The gift of miracles. It, it should be in every service. Every apostolic service. There ought to be a flow of the power and demonstration of God. You should not have to come to church and be primed for Holy Ghost movement. You should not have to come and be jump started for a move of God. Somebody looked at me one time and said, well, what keeps you going? David encouraged himself every once in a while. You just got to encourage yourself because sometimes you can't find anybody that will do it for you. You just got to come to the house of God and predetermine that God is going to do something for me tonight. That ought to have been settled when you woke up this morning. It, it couldn't have been settled at 7.04 when we walked in here and the music started playing. It should already have been settled. When I get to church tonight, something will be in motion. And my faith will predetermine what God does. But it's hard to get started. It's hard to make the first step, that, that initial step of saying, God, you're going to bless me. I, I don't believe it's, I think I can, I think I can. No, 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 no. I don't believe it. But I do believe in the power of the spoken word. I do believe that you can accentuate out of your mouth that God, I thank you at this moment for what you're doing for me. I thank you that in my body right now there is a transferring out as well as a transferring in. You got to hear me there. There is something that leaves my body right now that has attacked me. The miracle is in beginning. Don't forget that. This beginning of miracles. Tonight we will set something in motion. Not all the things that God does for us are all accumulated in one service. Not every move that God gives us is a product of an hour and a half meeting. It is a beginning that Sometimes we forfeit to understand. It's like if I don't get it all now, I'm not going to get it at all. You hear me? If I don't get it all now, I'm not going to get it at all. That, that's not true. There's something that you have to keep fighting for and pressing toward and believing that God's going to do that. But while you're on this journey of faith, while you're going from victory to to victory and glory to glory and faith to faith. There's a lot of sabotage going on.
down. There's a lot of interference in the waves of the spirit world. There's a lot of inundating of spiritual wickedness in high places. There's a lot of interception that goes on that you know not what's happening. We are so unversed on what happens in the spirit world. We have no idea that when we pray a prayer and it doesn't become answered immediately, it's as though that we have spoken. God didn't hear that. God heard you when you prayed it. And the writer said, if we know that he heard us when we pray, then we know we have the petition we've desired. But do you know that God hears you? That's the, that's the question is do you know? know that God heard you did God hear you 10 years ago when you prayed it of course God heard it did God hear you when you were under stress of course God heard it but it's been 20 years that doesn't mean the answer is not coming it just means the fullness of time is not here ah you're looking at me like I'm crazy but that's what happens to us I do believe that I prefaced this message 12 or 13 minutes ago by saying that some of you were so close to the miracle God had for you and the enemy wants to intercept that and he wants to try to divert you away from believing and get you comfortable where you are and look at what is instead of what's going to be. God's got to salve our eyes if we're ever going to have any victory. I said it's got to save our eyes because we got our eyes upon the temporal and not the eternal. We got our eyes on the secular and not on the spiritual. And when you see things as they are, it's almost impossible to see things as they shall be. You have to see yourself moving. You have to see yourself with power. You have to see yourself seeing again. You have to see yourself with your arm moving. You have to see yourself with your back straightened up. You have to see yourself with your eyes with clarity. You have to see yourself with speech, with definition. You have to see yourself sitting beside a family member. You have to see yourself with the power of God moving on. You have to see that because if you can't see that, you can't believe that. Oh, that's good, baby. You, If you can't see it, you'll never believe it. That's why we see it through the eyes of faith, not the natural. And some people can't see that. All they can see is their problem. All they can see is their sickness. All they can see is what somebody's done to them. All they can see is the heartache that they have. All they can see is what's not going on. If you could see what's going on in this house tonight, it would amaze you. If you could see the angels of the Lord that are, you, you're going to get it. If I had a few weeks, I, I can't stay now, but I'll come back later. I got, I got some places I got to go, and Pastor and I talked about it. I, I can't stay a long time, but we'll, we'll do it later. But I got to give you something in three messages that you can take and launch your faith and somewhere understand that, God, we are encompassed about. With an innumerable amount of witnesses. You don't believe that. That's why you're not getting any more than what you get. Because you don't believe that. You don't believe that there's angels stationed around about this auditorium right now. I know I got your attention. That's what I get paid to do is get your attention. You don't believe that there's ministering spirits that are all around about you. How did you think that you ever got out of the last wreck unhurt if it wasn't an angel that just kind of cushioned where you were and didn't let that thing go over on you? How do you 
think that you got out of that last mess if it wasn't for God putting his hand around you and moving you a little here and stopping a little there? How come you didn't get in that wreck because the traffic light lasted longer than it needed and somebody took a little longer in the line? It was the hand of God that's been in your I can't praise God like I need to for the things he has done, thinking about the things he hasn't done. Oh, that's good. That's better than the response I got, but that's okay. I don't preach response, just results. If I get results, that's, that's good enough. I, I can praise myself. I don't need you to do that, okay? We're just. But somewhere you have to understand that God's with you right now. That's our problem. We don't think God's with us because of what's happened, but that has nothing to do that God's with me. And sometimes we get so invoked with the powers of darkness and, and the seducing spirits of hell that says, if God was with you, how come you're so sick? And if God's with you, why did you wind up like this? And if God's with you, how come you're divorced? And if you're God's with you, how come you're broke? And if God's with you and as a healer, how come you're not? well and all of those silly somebody say silly all of those silly things get in my mind as though that God is a God that he could lie or God is a God of not compassion or God is not a God of healing and help and so the devil berates you and beats you up telling you it's your sin it's your shortcoming it's your past it's your upbringing it's who you didn't marry and who you did marry it's the choice you made of where you are and all that stuff invades the privacy of my faith and God says wait a minute I feel something in this house and the Holy Ghost tries to tell you it's not what you can do it's what I can do but I can't do it until you believe I can I won't move it until you move, I can't do nothing until you make a step. But if you'll but if you'll make a step, I'll be with you all the It's so hard to make that first step out of unbelief. It's so hard to make that first step out of poverty. It's so hard to give when you feel like you're too broke to give. It's so hard to worship when you don't even get anything in response. And that again is such a misnomer in our lives, thinking that praising God is supposed to benefit me. Praising God's not supposed to benefit you. Who lied to you when you got in the church? God has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do whether your goosebump machine works or not. Because if I praise God and I don't feel something, I say, well, I feel that way. That ain't getting me nowhere. I didn't feel nothing. I praise God the whole service and felt nothing. You don't understand. Praising God was not about you. It was thanking him for his goodness. It was edifying God for his majestic power. But when you get so encumbered about, and when you get so depleted of your faith, everything has to be about you. It's not about God anymore. And then, and then the concept that people have about being healed, he doesn't heal you so you can feel better. Oh, yeah, I'm messing with you. 
He doesn't heal you so you can get out of a wheelchair or you can get out of one or you can get off of a walker. God doesn't heal me and open my eyes and straighten out and take away the curvature of my back or cause my arm to be straight or cause my limb not to hurt. He doesn't do that so you can say, wow, I feel better. I get to walk in church instead of wheeling the church. The only reason God heals you is so you may give glory to him. That's all. That's all it's about. And we got such a concept that it's supposed, when God blesses your finance, it's not so you can go buy the new boat or the new microwave or the latest in the washing machine and dry it. No, it wasn't for that. It's so you can stand up in church and say, I didn't have anything, but God blessed me. I give praise to his name. But the first step is giving honor and glory and The miracles in beginning, beginning, beginning. It's, it's that first acknowledgement that, God, I can't do this. It's the first statement that comes in my mouth, that, God, you're for me. You're not against me. It's that it's the miracle is in beginning. And I've got to get some of you tonight, within the next 10 to 12 minutes, I've got to get some of you that will be willing and to step forward and say, God, I believe i got to get you past what you're in to what you're going to. <laughs> and you have to see yourself coming out of this. I know I, I, I pastored enough churches, and, and I know how people can come be, become paralyzed with what they're in and that they can never see where they're going. They cannot see past what they're suffering in right now. They, they can't see past the poverty and the strictness. They can't, they can't see past that because after a while, you can live in something so long till you start believing it. You can suffer so long until you can't even feel past that. You can be broke so long and go from check week week after week being paid until you don't even believe that God has excessiveness about him and bountifulness about him because you've lived so long on the weak and the beggarly and that's all you have in your life. And so to think that you could ever have an extra $1,000 at the end of the week is crazy. Oh, yeah. I got three in, man. Some of y'all must need that tonight, yeah. And to get past what you're in, it just kind of, well, but Brother Hall, I, you, you, you don't know. I'm just kind of used to this. I don't know. Maybe it was with Pastor last night. I love y'all. I'm glad y'all are here. Wow. Is the quiz team here that won today or that did second place? Y'all, y'all here? They're not here yet. Well, I heard how good they were. Wow. I, I don't want to steal their thunder, but anyway, let me move on here because. I had, a, I had just an ADHD moment right there. I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> and somewhere in your life, you've got to rise above where you are and believe that God can bring you out of this. But you can be in it so long until you don't even ask God to help you. You'd be amazed at the people that I go to in revival service. I'll say, what do you want God to do for you? And they say, well, I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? You know what you want God to do? You know what you want God to do? Are you ready for the Lord to touch you? God, I prophesy and I speak a word of faith into this man's life. When I stepped over here, God, you told me that there would be an abundance. 
that his hands would have never been able to do it. But God, that God, you will let it flow. There shall nothing stop the flow of that into his hands, into his life. God, into that church, into that area. I thank you, God, that you will send a storm of your power. It will overwhelm. It will overcome every adversity. I thank you, God, that it shall be done. Light shall come when there's been darkness. Overwhelming glory and power shall be in the name of the Lord. Somebody ought to clap your hands and praise him together right now. And so stepping out is, is hard to do. I mean, you can, you can live in a situation until you actually start believing that. You can. You you, you say, well, I'm, I'm supposed to, I've been so sick for so long, Brother Holland, I wouldn't, know how to, I wouldn't know how to live without being sick. I mean, I've hurt for so long, I wouldn't know what it's like to be pain-free. And there are actually people, pastors, that just, they just kind of get used to it. I'm not getting used to sickness. I'm not getting used to anything. I'm always believing. I'm always reaching. And some of you have got to do that. I know why God sent me here, these three services. I have, I have no doubt. He did not send me here to go in some 4, 5, 6, 10, 20, 52. No, no, no. He sent me here to put some groundwork together for this church and to mold and to mend and to bring together and to act, bring activity from the spirit world more active in this church than what it already is and to accentuate your faith and where you can actually believe that I am where I'm supposed supposed to be doing what I'm supposed to be doing, believing what I'm supposed to be believing. And I am here tonight to somehow get you to make that step forward and say, God, I'm about to come out of this because the hardest step is my first step to believe that, God, you actually have me in mind. I said, you actually have me in mind. The Bible said he's mindful of us. That means he has a mind full of us and God has a mind full of you and he won't to bless you. Somebody say, he wants to bless me. Uh, you got to believe that he wants to bless me. He wants to help me. He wants to do that. He wants to bring you out of this. And there's some of you right now that you have, you have to take this step. You have to be willing that this moment to say, God, this is, this is the hardest thing for me to do is, is to make this step right now. The hardest thing for me to do is to believe that it's not always because some of y'all are being paralyzed with fear. Fear is rocking your life. Let's be honest. It's not Sunday yet, but let's be honest. How many is fighting some fear over some things in this house? You're fighting some fear. I didn't expect everybody to, but I knew there'd be some. The Bible says fear had torment. Fear had torment. Come here, sis. Just walk with me just a minute. We're gonna we're gonna walk out of something into something. Jesus, I thank you that we we walk by faith and not by sight. We these steps are gonna be very hard to take because we've been used to just staying where we were and believing what we believe. But the devil lied, and he has not the power that he says he has, and he can't do what he says he can do because God, you said that if we walk, we have to walk by faith and not by sight. So we walk out of this, Jesus. God, I command, I command ye tonight that you saturate the very soul and spirit and body and sinew. I pray that every part of this lady tonight 
tonight will be overwhelmed and come and everything that she spoke that was not supposed to be spoken God that you would deny any longer the access from that of her lips but she will begin to speak the things that are lifting up and God she will have create a power and a hell shall understand that I now turn back to the God in whom I served before and the same God then on the Shondaya. I'm not that but I will become this for the Lord thy God is with thee and shall overcome thine enemy. He shall overcome thine. And and stepping and stepping and yeah and stepping and stepping and reaching and and believing. I I got to get some of y'all out of some things tonight. You're there, but you can't stay there. Some I say I'm there, <laughs> but I can't stay there. Come on, I, I'm there, but I can't stay there. I, I got to get out of this. This thing's driving me crazy. I'm about to lose my mind. My faith is being tormented. The devil's almost caused me to disbelieve that God's hearing me. He's lied to you. You got to get up and you got to get out. Somebody say, get out. Somebody shout, get out. Get out. Got to get out. You got to get out. It'll overwhelm you. It'll overtake you. It'll subdue you. It'll destroy you. If you don't take that first step tonight, it will leave you hopeless. It'll leave you helpless if you don't take that first step. If you don't take that step out of that thing tonight, you got to get ready. You have to. You have to come out. You have to be willing now. God, I got to do this. I don't know if I believe again, but I have to. I know. I, I know where some of you are. are. I, I feel the urgency. I feel the urgency in your spirit. You're becoming too overwhelmed. Your words aren't there anymore. It's too hard to praise God. It shouldn't be hard to praise God, Pastor. It should It should not when my boys had the trouble they had and I'm out preaching and leaving my family for sometimes 10 and 12 and 20 days at a time and I'm praying people through and kids through and people's healing and my wife has got heart problems and my kids backslid. You know what I did? Not one, not one service did I come to the house of God and put my hands in my pocket and say, God, I don't know where you are. At times, I don't know where God is. I pray at times, my brother, and I say, God, I know you hear me, but I have no idea where you are at this moment. I walk to the house of God. Now, we preachers don't ever feel that way. I know. I know you think that we came out of the womb speaking in tongues, but we didn't just in case that you thought we did. But there's times when I come to the house of God and I'm worshiping, and I've had people say, Brother Holland, I wish I had your worship. I wish I could praise God like that. Did I tell them? Absolutely not. Not, but if they knew what it took for me to just walk out of that pastor's office onto that platform and get my hands up. But you see, I've trusted him too long to doubt him now. I've had too much faith to let go of it. I've come too far to let go because I got some miracles that I am so close to. I got some answers that I am so close to. Let them go now. I'm not going to let them go now. This may be the night that I step in. This may be the that heaven opens up and say, there it is. That's what you asked for. That's what you prayed for. I got to get you to make that step. The miracle's in the first. Uh, hallelujah. Uh, and you're in the same condition. And sometimes, sometimes we see, but we don't believe. We see we see God, does it stand a chance? Yes, it does. 
Your life stands a chance. Your situation stands a chance. But be not overcome with evil. But overcome evil with good. And when you don't feel like it, that's the best time to do it. I mean, who can't praise God when you just got the house loan? Who can't praise God when you just had your baby? Who can't praise God when your family just prayed through? But then they let me turn around, but who can praise God when they said, I'm sorry, your credit's not good enough? Who can praise God when you have the miscarriage? Who can praise God when the husband walks out and leaves him with three kids and no money and everything's falling apart and you have to move in with your in-laws or your parents? Who can praise God? I'll tell you who can praise God. It's the people who believe that this is just temporary in my life. I tell you who can praise God when they know that he ain't never done me nothing, done me. That's who can praise God. I tell you who can praise God is those who knows that he will right every wrong. And when it's all said and done, I'm still standing. I'm still standing. I'm still standing by the grace of God. My sister didn't make it. My husband left. Even my siblings left me in the church. But thank God I'm still standing because the miracle's in the beginning, and some of you all have to start. Would you stand with me tonight? Would you stand with me? Thank you. Oh, God. It's so hard. It's so hard. There's so many of us. Come here, Kathy. It's it's just it's just hard to believe. I mean. We've all suffered some things, and Kathy called Deb today, my wife, and talked to her. We've been friends with this lady for probably 30 years or more. Talked about the loss of that child and, and that sister-in-law that just doesn't even know. Kathy was so worried about, will she ever just believe God? Is it going to be something that takes her faith from God? And, and let me tell you, you can go through so much in your life till you are not sure whether you believe or not. You ask so, uh, don't you act that pious and proud? Every one of us have had to dig way down deep in ourselves. Say, God, do I believe or not? Do I trust you again or not? I trusted before and I didn't get nowhere. So, God, what am I supposed to do? But somewhere, somewhere, it's just that establishing my faith and my feet upon the Word of God. And the word of God says, if you ask me and you believe me, I will do that. That word of God that says, fail not to ask. Be not weary in what you're doing. And I know tonight that whoever you are, that if you'll just keep praising and believing God, and there's some of you that are suffering, there's some of you that have suffered lately, and you don't know what's going to be the outcome, but I'm going to tell you the Holy Ghost spoke to me when I began. Let me reiterate it, that if you will not give up now, 
that there is something that is so close to your life you can't even imagine the bounty that God's going to bless you with but the beginning of this is going to determine what happens if you've got a family member lost this is going to be the beginning of the turning around of that family if you've got finances that seem to be devastated this service tonight will be the beginning you have to believe that I did not come here to grace for a weekend because I had nowhere else to go I came with the house the Holy Ghost said you go there and I will honor what you say and I will give that church what you ask and I have asked God to give this church a very brand new beginning and if you will have the faith God will something happened last night when you faced that back wall if you weren't here some of you weren't I had them turn around and face that back wall I said when you turn around again this way you will have left everything that you didn't need to bring with you to where you're going behind and every one of us in this building have got to learn that there's some things we can't take with us where we're going that's why you never marry somebody that doesn't want to go where you're going because you can't drag some dead carcass around all your life and the Holy Ghost prompted me to say to you just now to where you're going you can't take with you some things because Pastor God is getting us ready Pastor called me from another state way out on the east coast this afternoon he's always been positive friend of mine for 30 something years we just we talk every Saturday probably 50 Saturdays a year we talk and I detected something that said called his name and said going on two or three years my senior is I am suffering the darkest time that I think my wife and I has ever faced he said it just seemed like it's just a cloud that just I'm in that trailer which is very nice by the way don't don't they go oh you're, no no it's fine and all of a sudden the Holy Ghost I start prophesying to him. Oh, I feel that same spirit in this house right now. We are getting ready. I feel to tell you what I told him. There's a date that some of you all have with your destiny. I want you to remember that. There's a date that you have with your destiny. Otherwise, the thing God's promised, there's a date set. And God will fulfill that but what you have to do in this service, you have to be willing to take that step of faith. Say, Lord, I, I believe. Some of you, some of you, there's damages in your faith. There's damages in your spirit. There's damages with your confidence level. I felt that when I walked back there and prayed for Sister Kathy. I just felt like the Lord said, wow. There's some damaged faith here tonight people that just don't believe me like they used to believe me. And I wonder, Pastor, how God feels about all that. How does God feel about all that? When you go back and look at the records that, of the things God's done for you, how could you ever doubt God? 
Yeah, but I don't have what I had. I don't have what I had. But you know how you could turn that around? <laughs> you ain't never have had what you're going to have either. I got three amens and five nods. Some of y'all had no idea if you believe that. You, you go do better than that, baby. I'm speaking under an influence of prophecy right now. You need to understand this. You've never had what you're going to have. And you must start believing that. You say, well, what's, how's it going to come to pass? You think God's going to tell you how that's going to come to pass? If he'd tell you, you'd run to it right now. And it's not for you right now, but it's coming. God is going to bless, Pastor. It will be amazing to you before I get back here in September, October, whenever I can get back. It will amaze. It won't amaze me. Because I stand. I stand knowing that God is going to bountifully bless us. I stand any moment ready for God to just place it in our hands and provide it for us. Put your hands on top of one another. Would you do that? Now, Jesus, it hasn't been what it should have been. It's been a fight to even exist. It's been a pulling and a tugging from the wrong direction. But I thank you tonight that we wield something together. And something shall start tonight and something shall end tonight in the Holy Ghost. And everything that said it could never be, it just lied for it shall be according to the word of the Lord that was spoken tonight. And the beginning is right now, the beginning of a life, the beginning of a love, the beginning of a blessing, the beginning of blessedness. For it shall be now destroyed, and there shall be lifting up. Thank you, Jesus, for what you have performed and the faith that we believe now. We believe now. Thank you for touching my brother tonight. Uh, God, I thank you that you remedy some things in the divine providence that you have for him tonight. I thank you, Lord, that you shall shut off uh, things that have tormented and attacked and swelled within this body. I thank you that you will reduce and the flow shall come again and the quietness shall be within his spirit. For the Lord had determined that for him tonight. In the I believe that I have given you the opportunity tonight to start to believe. I believe I've given you the opportunity tonight to start to believe. So what I need you to do, I need you to bring your faith in just a moment to this altar. I need you to bring your faith to this altar. In just a moment, I need you to, to be willing to say, God, I, I bring my hurts and disappointments and Because we're all weak. We all have these weak moments. I know you don't, but I do. I just 
We all have these struggles. Come here, sis. said that if you will turn around tonight and you will walk from and you will walk to you will never have to walk again where you walked before tonight and you will walk out of some things and it will have no residual effect upon your life and there will be such help and strength that God shall give you and it will be off of you like you take an old garment and throw it away it will be the strength of the Lord that shall be upon you and you never again shall feel the power of that presence but thou shalt walk in the strength that the Holy Ghost shall grant to you ah Lord I thank you that she will believe this she will believe that you have determined this for her life tonight and she walks out she walks from God I thank you that she has the ability to do that she has the might through the Holy Ghost to overcome this she has the power through a name to put it under her feet and say I walk through this tonight I walk through the, come on now 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 come on sir. Ah, in your name I walk out of this by the blood of the lamb I, I let this thing come off of me I am no longer bound and tormented but my life is free in the Holy Ghost my, my life is free by the Holy Ghost my life is free let it speak let it speak let it speak my faith my faith I reach, I reach, I reach. Are you ready to bring your faith? Are you ready tonight to walk out that seat and walk to the front of this building? If you're ready to walk into the ways, I want you to come right now. I want you to begin to walk up here. Lord Jesus, the miracles at the beginning. I begin, I begin my journey of victory. I begin my journey of healing. I begin my journey of Holy Ghost anointing. I begin my journey of a powerful influence by the Spirit. I begin my miracle tonight. I begin my miracle tonight. I begin my miracle tonight. I begin the miracles in beginning, 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 beginning. The miracles in beginning, 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 beginning. I will believe. I will believe. I will believe. Come on, come on. I will believe. God, I will believe that you're with me. I will believe that you're my strength. I will believe I can overcome. I will believe that this is determined for me, not against me.
Don't stop believing. Don't stop believing. Come on, this is the beginning. The miracles in beginning. The miracles in beginning. I believe. I know that you will. I will not let doubt ravage my mind. I believe. I believe. I believe. I believe. I believe. I believe. Lord, I believe. Lord, I believe. Lord, I believe. 